0: We're gonna continue talking about who do you think you are today? And, and we're asking that question. Am I enough? Am I enough? So, so that, that question is, do you have what it takes? I want you to think about that. Do you have what it takes? Has anyone ever asked themselves that question? Do I have what it takes? Am I enough? Uh, those of you that, that didn't raise your hand are either asleep or not telling the truth. <laughs> because I believe that every single one of us asks this question um, quite often. And, um, and just personally, it's, it's something I've asked. So five years ago, some of you may not know my story, but I've been on staff here for about 14 years. I was the young adult pastor for about eight, uh, nine years, and then um, for five years, almost, I've been in this lead pastor role. And so it was about five years ago that the church um, called me to be the lead pastor. So my office used to be in the south foyer back there, and uh, just right back by the youth room, that was where my office was. But then when, when I was called to be the lead pastor, there's the, the office up here. And, and can I just be real with you and tell you that for a while I continued to work in the office back there because it was just a little less intimidating? It really, well, I'm being really honest with you that like I had that question was serious for me. Do I have what it takes? Am I enough? I mean, God, it's great that you're calling me into this. I, I want to follow your will and be obedient, but, but do I have what it takes to fulfill that calling? And, and when I walked into that office, I mean, it's nothing crazy special. Some of you have a lot better offices and all that stuff, but, but that office to me, that, that, that role of lead pastor, I walk in and I'm just like, do I have what it takes Can I I just take that a little step further and tell you that just about every Sunday, I sit over here as we sing, holding my notes, and I think, am I enough? Do I have what it takes? I'm already crying, we're like two minutes in. (laughs) If it takes tears, I'm there, I got it. (laughs) But I ask this question all the time, and I'm guessing you do too, am I enough? Do I have what it takes to fulfill the calling that God has for us? In this series, um, who do you think you are? The question that we're asking is not not who do you think you are, but the question, who does God think we are? What is God calling us? Who is God calling you to be? And the question is, do we have what it takes? So, So who do we think we are? Who does God think we are? Who is God calling us to be? Let me tell you who you are. Do you have an important job, anyone? You got an important job, let me tell you. We, you, we are God's plan to reach the world. That's a pretty big job, isn't it? It's bigger than a lead pastor or the head of a corporation. You are called to reach… You are God's plan, the God that created the universe, the God that created all this. God's plan to redeem and restore all things is to work through you by His power at work in you. So, we have a big job. And, and, and the question today, I think, is a pretty good question. Are we enough? We have what it takes. So, the last few weeks, we've been really fortunate to have some great speakers, uh, and, and it's good to be back up here with you. Two weeks ago, we had Scott Rainey, who is the head of the Church of the Nazarene Discipleship Ministries, NDI. He is, works at headquarters, and he is the head over Discipleship Ministries um, for the whole Church of the Nazarene, and he talked to us about the fact that you are called… Every single one of us in this room, there is not a person that I'm not talking to right now that I believe God is not talking to right now. You are called to build the kingdom, to move God's mission forward. You are called. And then last week, we had our very own Kaylin Vogelman. By the way, you probably may not know this, but Kaylin is the head of women's ministries for the Church of the Nazarene in USA and Canada. We had had two big timers in here. And she spoke to us last week about the fact that you are equipped. When God calls, God equips. God gives you what you need. And then today, you just got me. I'm the head of just about nothing. Thank you, Nate. I'm the head of a couple fantasy football leagues. Um, That's about it. (laughs) Sorry. But, But you are called. You are equipped. And today, I want you to hear this. You are enough you are enough. Let me just say it again. Everyone, tune in. If you don't hear anything else, I want you to hear these three words. You are enough for what God's calling you to do. You are enough. So, we're going to be looking in Exodus chapter 4 today. Through this series, we're looking at the calling of Moses. And, and in that calling, um, chapters three and four of Exodus is where um, God is calling Moses and there's this back and forth. But, but I think sometimes, um, you know, we take for granted the fact that maybe you guys know the story. So I just real quick want to catch you up in the story of Moses, who he is, um, how he came onto the scene so that, that you have a good feel when he's talking to God, what's happening. So, so Moses was born an Israelite. The Israelites are the people of God. And when Moses was born, the Israelites were in captivity of the Egyptians. They were being being persecuted, they were in slavery to the Egyptians. And so Moses was an Israelite that was born, but because of that persecution, he was kind of given up, he was placed um, in a basket in the river, and then was found, and basically he was raised as an Egyptian. So he's an Israelite man, born an Israelite, but raised, as an Egyptian. Like, he had all the, you know, the benefits of being an Egyptian and not an Israelite. And so, so he, he grew up, he spent about 40 years of his life growing up there as an Egyptian. And one day, he decided to go out and see what was going on. And so, he went out, and when he went out, he saw an Israelite, one of his own people, being beaten by an Egyptian. And this angered him. And so, Moses looked around, he didn't see anyone, and so he took matters into his own hands, he became Batman, he became the vigilante, and he killed the Egyptian. He wasn't gonna let that guy beat and torture his people. He took matters into his own hands, and he killed this Egyptian. And and things, oh man, Curtis talked about this, that on our own, we make messes. And that's what happened. When Moses tried to do things on his own, he made a huge mess. He thought he was doing the right thing. He thought he was advocating for his people, but it made a mess. He thought nobody saw. Well, a little while later, he, he saw two of his own people, two Israelites fighting, and he went up and said, hey, what are you guys doing? And they said, hey, we know who you are. Aren't you the guy that killed? are you going to kill one of us? And so what we see in that moment is not only did, did the Egyptians want to kill Moses because of that act, but also the Israelites who you think would respect him, you would think that they would know that he was for them, the Israelites weren't even respecting him or following him. And so, his life was a mess. He ran away. He was 40 years old, left. And he goes out, and he basically becomes a shepherd. For the next 40 years of his life, he's just out wandering around, you know, not really doing much, just shepherding. And then in chapter 3, God shows up to Moses in a burning bush and says, hey, I've seen my people, your people, the Israelites… I've seen them hurting, I've heard their cries, and now I'm going to send you to lead them. And that starts, in chapter 3 and 4 of Exodus, that starts the discussion. The discussion between Moses and God. And and over those two chapters, there's this argument, there's this discussion where where Moses Moses is focused on who does he think he is, And God is trying to teach Moses, it's not about who you think you are, it's who I created you to be and what I'm calling you to be. So we see this disconnect. And I think as long as we're asking the question, are you enough? Do you have what it takes? Who do you think you are? I think God wants to say, no, let me tell you who I created you to be. Let me tell you who you're called to be. And so that's where we see Moses. He basically has five arguments, five excuses, five points of contention with God. Today we're talking about the fourth, but I'll go through them real quick. The first thing that Moses says when God calls him is he says, who am I to go? I am not worthy. His first argument is, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. The second argument, he says, but what if they ask questions? I don't have the answers. I don't know everything. I can't do this. Who am I? I don't have the answers. The third argument, what if they don't believe me? That's a pretty good argument, isn't it? He's going to go to Egypt where he's killed a man, where he's, they want him dead, and he's going to lead the Israelites. Well, what if they don't believe me? Things wouldn't work out well, would they? The fourth thing, and this, this is what we're going to see today. He says, but, but God, I don't speak very well. And then the fifth thing, and this is my favorite, he he realizes that all of his excuses and all of his arguments aren't working. He says, God, could you please just send someone else? (laughs) Have you ever been there? Like, God, okay, I hear all that, but can you just send someone else? It would be a lot easier. Moses is so focused in on who he thinks he is, and God's trying to teach him, I created and call you to be someone else. And so, God calls, but Moses is making excuses. Have you ever had that argument with God, that conversation? God's called you or led you to do something, and you just say, who am I to do that? But what if it doesn't work? But what if they don't believe me? But, but I'm not any good. And I'm telling you, all the time, all the time, I, I have this discussion with God. That's what I love about Moses' story. That's what I love about, by the way, all the biblical characters' story. I know there's a lot of miraculous stuff that maybe we don't see in our lives, but I want to tell you that these characters in God's Word are real people, and they have lives and experiences and interactions just like we do. And that's what I love about this, is this is something that I've said before. I've had this discussion. So, we're going to pick it up in Exodus chapter 4. This is the fourth um, point of contention, the fourth argument. Stand with me. And we're going to, I'm going to read verse 10 through 12, and let's stand in the honor of God's Word. It says, Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. And the Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I the Lord? Now go, and I will help you speak and teach you what to say. You can go ahead and have a seat. So the three things that we're gonna work through here, there's there's three different parts of these three verses. The first is this: it's Moses' focus. See, what we, what we realize really quick is that Moses is focused in the wrong place. The second thing is God's answer, what God is trying to teach Moses. And then the third thing is God's promise. So, so let's work through this. The first point is something Kaylin talked about this last week. This is going to be reinforcement for you. And that's this, that from the moment God calls him, Moses is focused in the wrong place. Moses is asking the question, who do I think I am? I know this is the title of our series. I'm basically telling you that that's the wrong focus. Moses says, I'm not good enough. In fact, let's, let, let me read these, and I want you to hear his viewpoint. His first thing he says, hear this language, who am I? The second thing he says, <clears throat> the second thing he says is, what will I say? The third thing, what if they don't believe me. The fourth thing, but I can't speak. And the fifth thing, I don't want to. Are you, are you picking this up? I'm, I'm really laying it down thick here. Are you picking it up? He's focused on himself. I, me. And over and over again, he talks about his inadequacies, the things that he's not good enough for. Now I want you to hear how God answers it. So Moses says, I, I, I. And God, every time, answers it. He says, he says you ask who am I? Well, well, let me tell you that I, God, will be with you. Don't focus on you. Focus on me. I will be with you. Moses says, well, what should I tell him? Who should I? I don't have the answers. And God says, the answer is, I am, not you, I am am. And, and Moses says, well, well, what if they don't believe me? And God shows… We're going to read this in a second. God shows, them, shows him signs that it's about what God can do. He says, not you, but look at what I can do. And, and, and Moses says, well, I can't speak. And God says, I made you. I know you. And Moses says, I don't want to go, and God says, I am sending." So, I know I said, I a bunch there, but Moses is completely focused on himself, and God is saying, quit worrying about that and focus on me. Focus on who God is. This is what Kaylin said last week that I thought was really good. She said, the question is not, who am I? The question is, who is your God? That's uh, that's what Curtis was saying in his testimony. When it's all about me and my plan, it doesn't work out, but when I focus on God and what God can do, all of a sudden, everything changes. And so when we ask that question, do I have what it takes? Listen, I I know there's some of you here today. I know there's some of you online that are sitting here today and you have no self-confidence and you believe that there is no way that you have what it takes to make a difference. I, I know that because I've felt that before. I know there's people here that say, "In my, I, I just don't have it. I'm not enough. And when that question comes up, do I have what it takes? The answer starts with our focus. Focus on God's sufficiency not your deficiency. Don't focus on what you can't do. Focus on what God can do, who God is. That's the first thing that will help you in your calling. And here's the craziest part. God has just shown Moses who he is and how powerful he is. Like Moses is still arguing as if he can't do it, it's not gonna work. And God has just shown him what God can do. I'm going to pick it up in verse 1 here. It's not going to be on the screen, so just listen with me. I, I love this. This is really, um, this is a really interesting text. Um, this is the third argument, by the way, the one right before um, this fourth one. Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me? And, and what if they say the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, hey, what's that in your hand? A staff, he replied. He was carrying a staff. God says, Hey, what do you got in your hand? A staff. The Lord said, Throw it on the ground. And so Moses threw it on the ground. And, and it became a snake. So he, what do you have in your hand? A staff. Cool. Throw it on the ground. Moses throws it on the ground. What happens? It becomes a snake. And this, listen, this is so real. Moses runs. What am I going to do? It just turned into a snake. It says, it says it became a snake and he ran from it. And then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So, so, you know, Moses had to, you know, get some bravery. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and it turned back into a staff in his hands. This said the Lord is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. See, you're worried about, I can't do it. Look at what God can do. And I mean, wouldn't we think that like that was enough right there? Wouldn't you at this point, like the staff has turned to a snake and back, wouldn't you at this point think like, okay, I get it, God. You're, you're good enough. It's a done deal. Or at least wouldn't you be like, hey, I don't want to do this anymore because I don't want any more snakes or anything like that. But no, Moses doesn't get it, and and so then the Lord said, put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand into his cloak, and when he took it out, the skin was leprous. It became white as snow. Like, it's time to get the picture, Moses. Things aren't going so well with this questioning. Now put it back in your cloak, he said. So Moses put his hand back in his cloak, and when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. So here's here's what I want you to see. Moses already had all of the signs of God's sufficient power, but his focus was in the wrong place. When we struggle with our calling, when we struggle with our identity, when we feel like we're not enough, do you know why that is? Because we're focused on us and not seeing the power and the ability of God. You know, many times the signs are all around us and we just don't see them. Every week in staff meeting, we gather together and one of the things we do is we celebrate the good things that God's doing in the church. Not the good things we are doing, the good things that God is doing in the church. And I want you to know that God is working all the time. God is constantly showing us who He is and what He's capable of. But when we're looking at ourselves... And what we can't do, we miss what God can do. And so I want you to hear this today, because I I know that God is calling every single one of us to be a part of His kingdom, to be a part of His plan. You are called. You are equipped. I want you to hear this today. The biggest issue is not your ability. It's not what you can do. It's your availability. It's your willingness to do what God is calling you to do. It's your obedience. What God is looking for is not somebody who thinks they have it all. God's not looking for… God has always chosen to work through people that were not perfect. In fact, we we see with Moses, like, when he tried to do it his way, he messed it up. God doesn't need someone who's overly confident in their own abilities. God needs someone who's available, where's your focus? If God's calling you, your focus should be on Him. The second thing we see is God's response. So that was, Moses' focus was in the wrong place and then God responds. And so when Moses' is focused, that he doesn't have the ability, listen to what the Lord says in verse 11. The Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Listen to me very carefully. God knows exactly who you are. I want to say that again because I I want you to hear this today. The God that calls you, remember, God's plan to reach the world is you and I. And we think I'm not good enough, but listen, the God that created you knows you better than you know yourself. We're going to see this in a minute. God knows you completely. When God calls us, there's no mystery to it. God's not rolling the dice like, hey, I'll just, I'll just take a chance on Scott here and see if it works out. God created Scott, and God knows exactly who Scott is. And when God calls Scott, He calls him knowing that He created him the way He is to do what He calls him to do. God knows you completely, and God's plan is to use you to build his kingdom and change this world. God knows you. While Moses is focused in the wrong place, God says, hey, I got this. See, Moses is reminding God of his own deficiencies, but God reminds Moses that he created any deficiencies that there are. He created him exactly as he was. And, and, and once again, I know that there's people here that, that think that you are not good enough. I don't speak well. I'm, I'm not likable enough. Listen, I, I think these things all the time. I told you every Sunday morning, I sit over there and I think, am I good enough enough? Do I have what it takes? God knows you. God created you. And when God calls you, God has not miscalculated. God knows exactly who he's calling. When he came to Moses, it was no accident. It wasn't, I'm going to set a bush on fire and whoever walks by, that's, that's my person. No, God called Moses because God created Moses and wanted Moses to be in the spot. He knew Moses, Uh, so I I really like cars. I don't know how to work on them, I'm not that manly, but I like to drive nice cars. And so about seven or eight years ago, um, dad and I decided that we wanted to look at some Corvettes, not new Corvettes, we don't make that kind of money, but like we were looking at old Corvettes and we went to this guy's house over in Mason and he had this silver Corvette. It was a really nice, I mean, beautiful shape. And he said, let's go test drive it. So I'm I'm in the, the driver's seat of this Corvette It's not mine, and we're driving along. I'm going about 40, 40, well, it was 40 mile an hour speed limit, so probably like 50, 48, somewhere in there, and I'm like flying along there, that's confession. Yeah, I didn't even say I was confessing, but I'm confessing. I'm flying along there, and this guy, whose car it is, I'm driving this guy's beautiful Corvette, he says, hey, let's turn right right here, and I'm like, okay, and I start to slow down, and he says, no, 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 don't slow down. Keep going and turn. And I was like, no, not doing it. <laughs> That's not gonna work. I will flip, we'll die. I'll break your car, I'll owe you the money. I know what you're doing. You're tricking me into buying your car after I wreck it. <laughs> he says, no, keep going and turn. And I'm like, I, okay, but honestly, I, I, I didn't trust it and so I slowed down a little bit and then turned. But here's the thing. That guy knew exactly what his car was capable of. That guy knew exactly how that car would respond. It was his car. God knows exactly who you are, exactly what you have because God created you and you have everything you need to be who God calls you to be. I want you to hear that. There is nobody in this room, there's nobody online watching that does not have what they need to be who God calls them to be. Now let me make it really clear that in our own power, apart from God, we cannot accomplish what God's calling us to. But every single one of us was created by God with exactly what we need to do what God's calling us to do. And I told you earlier that, it's like God's affirming Moses here, but I told you earlier that God knows us better than we know ourselves. Moses doubted that, that he could do what God called him to do because he, in his words, could not speak very well or eloquent. Listen to what… Okay. Moses says, I can't do it. I don't speak very well, but that's not how he says it. Listen to how Moses says it. Lord, uh, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent. How many of you use the word eloquent all the time? (laughs) No. Like that's… That's pretty good speaking, if you ask me. I've never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. Like, Moses is sitting here arguing with the Creator God. You can't argue with the Creator God if you can't speak. And he says, I can't do it, and God says, I know exactly what you can and can't do. I created you, and you have everything you need in Acts chapter 7. Um, Stephen is talking about uh, Moses, and he says, Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and action. Moses didn't even know who he was. He was so focused on what he couldn't do, and God says, I know exactly who you are. You are my plan. Uh, And that brings us to the third part, the plan. And that's the promise So so Moses is focused in the wrong place. God says, listen, focus on me. I know exactly who you are. I created you who you are. And then the third thing we see is a promise. And I like this promise. This promise is for all of us today as well. He may have been speaking to Moses here, but God promises us in other places in God's word, this promise is true for us today. Verse 12, now go and I will help you speak and I will teach you what to say. See, Moses questions his ability. God says, I know exactly who you are. I know you can do it, but also I will be with you. You are not left on your own. We are called, we are equipped, we are enough, and we are not alone. If you will say yes to what God's calling you to, whether it's to be a lead pastor, whether it's to share your faith with your neighbor, whatever it is, if you will say yes, God says, not only do I know that you're able, not only do I know that you are enough, but I will go with you. I'm so thankful that God doesn't send us out on our own. And I told you that I sit over here every week, and, and you, you can see this sometimes, if you watch me occasionally during a song, I'll, I'll be holding my notes, and I'll thank God, I don't think I'm enough. I don't think I have what it takes, and I'll literally hold my notes in front of me, and say, God, I, I just don't have it. There are weeks that I literally sit there and say, God, this is junk. <laughs> this is no good. I'm not good enough. And you know what happens every time? God says, I've got you. I know you. I called you, I've equipped you, and I'm with you. And my prayer always changes. I literally sometimes hold my notes out and say, God, listen, I don't think this is any good. You have full permission to do whatever you want. Let this not be my words and my thoughts because, in my own power, I'm not enough. But let this be your words and your thoughts. Be with me. And you know what? Some of the times you guys come up and say, Oh, that was God was speaking to me through that. That was so great. Those are the weeks that I think, This is junk. In my own power, apart from God, I'm just being honest with you, I'm not enough. I have what it takes, but without the help of God, I don't have it. I can't just write a great sermon and I don't have that ability apart from the power of God. The God who says, I am with you, and He goes a step further and says, I will help you speak. I will teach you what to say not only are you not alone, but God is at work. God helps you become who he's called and created you to be. So we get our focus in the wrong place and we say, I just don't have it. I'm not good enough. And God says, I know exactly who you are. You have everything you need. I'm with you and I'm going to teach you. And God literally walks with us and helps us become who we need to be. To do what he's called us to do. Now, remember, Moses, when he tried to do it his way when he was 40 years old, he tried to work in his own power, and what happened? It didn't work out. It wasn't enough. But I, I could just fast forward through the story a little bit and tell you that when he says yes and is available to God, God is with him. And God works and helps him become who he was created to be. And he fulfills God's calling to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. You are God's plan. And with the help of God, you are enough. Turn to someone and say, you are enough. Tell them. Listen, I want you to be encouraged today. You have everything you need to be the plan. You are fully equipped. You are created and loved by God. God knows exactly who you are when God calls you. And if you'll be obedient, God will go with you and help you become who you need to be. So going back, I just want you to hear this again. You are called. Every single one of you. There's not a person in this room, in this church, online. There's not a single person who's a follower of Christ, that God's plan is for you to sit on your backside and do nothing. God wants all of us to build his kingdom. You are called. You are equipped. And today, do you have what it takes? Are you enough? You are enough. The worship team is going to come up and, and we're gonna sing a song, and, and this isn't like a altar call type song. I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna pray that God will send revival, but as we sing that, as we worship in that, and say, God, you know, pour out over us, call us, use us, guide us. Here's what I want you to hear today. You are enough if you will be obedient. Father, I thank you so much for your calling on my life. And there are moments that I confess that I do not feel good enough. And I get my focus in the wrong place, Lord. And I know that's true for a lot of people in here. I know that there are times that we doubt ourselves because we're focused on what we're not or what we think that we're not. But God, you know us. You created us. You love us. You called us. And so I pray that you would remind us today that that this isn't an accident that we are enough, and that you are with us, leading us, guiding us, teaching us to become who you've called us to be. Lord, I pray that you will work through your people. I pray that you will bring revival, and I pray that you will do it through us. Lord, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.